If you are struggling to get control of your blood sugar and permanently lose body fat, then it's probably because you haven't been focusing on the right strategies yet. There are four areas that I feel are the foundational pillars to transforming your prediabetes. And it's important to take control of all of these areas by addressing all of the things that are making your blood sugar go up. And you need to do it from the inside out. You need to create the conditions in your body so that it can get into a healing state and then it can self-regulate. It's really hard to get your body to do something like release body fat when it isn't functioning well. You need to bring all systems online, which is why I want to do this four-part series where I will share four transformational pillars that I pretty much live by. They are the things that keep me healthy and strong and maintain my desired weight. I've shared these principles with my clients and my patients, which has truly been transformational for them. So if you've been trying to do everything to get control of your blood sugar and lose weight and nothing is working, it's just that you are most likely putting all of your eggs in one basket or two. And this is usually either diet or exercise, but there are other things to consider. So if you are ready to kick your transformation into gear, this podcast series will be a turning point for you. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome to episode three of the Transform Your Pre-Diabetes podcast. And I created this podcast for women over 50 with pre-diabetes who are looking for more holistic and sustainable strategies so that they can permanently kick pre-diabetes to the curb and maintain total control of their health as they age. So if that's you, you are most definitely in the right place. And I am your host, Michelle Gordon-Canning, and I am super excited to be here with you again today. If you find value in this podcast and you know other women over 50 with prediabetes who are struggling and feeling stuck, please share this podcast with them. I would really appreciate that. So in the next four podcast episodes, I'm going to share transformational principles that that have really been instrumental in helping me to feel better as I move through my 50s. Principles that you can use to get your body to heal. And they may seem really difficult at first glance. However, as you start to implement these principles and seek mastery in each area, you will not only achieve more, you will do so faster versus taking a pill to lose weight or following some quick fix plan that might seem quick, but you know these things just keep us stuck and they don't actually create a meaningful shift in our lives. It all comes down to you doing the work and taking control of your life. You are the only one that can do this. I can give you this information and strategies to help you, but if you just listen to me today and you don't implement anything, nothing will change. So before we get into the first pillar of transformation, you need to understand that it's not the most important one. It plays a very important role, yes, but it's not the most important. If you take action on all four transformational pillars, you will set yourself up for optimal health and weight loss. But I'm going to start with the one that trips people up the most, and it's the one that works the fastest. And the first transformational pillar is the food. In order to change the way you 
eat. You need a mindset shift, of course, a shift where you take the focus off of what your taste buds want to what your body really needs. What does your body need to heal? Instead of just dropping a food list on you, I'm going to share how I approach the food so that you can see the bigger picture and then, you know, you can apply it to your life. So let's dive into principle number one, and that is I eat what I want. (laughs) Does that surprise you? Well, I made a conscious decision that I can eat whatever I want because when it came to strict rules and diets and restriction, it always backfired on me. Whenever I restricted myself, I overate. I binged on cake or, you know, different types of food and I felt sick and nauseous and disgusting. I hated that feeling after the binge. And as I previously discussed, every time I've gone on a diet in the past, I would lose weight and always put it back on. Dieting essentially got me nowhere. Most people think that in order to lose weight and to drop your blood sugar, that you have to eat a low carb diet. And the truth is it does work if you are super strict and never eat sugar and eat very little starch. You will lose weight, no doubt. But here's the thing. After 25 years of working with patients, only a handful of them has kept the weight off eating low carb or keto. And oftentimes they gained back even more weight when all was said and done. Back when I tried the low carb thing, I lost weight far beyond my expectations, all the way down to a size four. Though when I started fiending for my favorite foods, it was a wrap. I ballooned all the way back up and surpassed my previous weight. So what you need to understand is that diets are transformation killers. They are essentially short-term strategies. And the worst thing you can do is to do it again. In order for a diet to truly work, you have to do it forever. So if deep down you can't imagine yourself never eating high food carb, you know, a high carb foods again, or never eating a cookie again, then don't go on a low carb or keto diet or any other diet for that matter. If it goes against something that deep down, you know, you can't stick to forever, right? Then just don't do it. Okay, I digress. Let me get back to my original statement. I eat what I want. Because when I restrict, I feel deprived and I end up losing control and binging on junk food. If my mindset is I can eat whatever I want, then I know I can go out right now and get my favorite food. I know that it's always going to be there so that it's psychologically easier for me to stick to the healthier side of things most of the time. So I won't be tempted to eat that donut at the office because I know I can go and get a donut anytime I choose. And I don't feel jealous when I'm watching somebody indulging in a bowl of pasta, one of my faves, while I'm eating grilled chicken because I know that I can have pasta and I will at some point in the future. But today I choose to stick to my plan. And let me, let me just add that me getting to this point was a process, right? I built a solid foundation of eating healthier first before I started incorporating some of my faves. Okay. So the second principle is I eat a foundation of whole foods, which are single ingredient foods that have grown from the ground or a tree, such as veggies, nuts, seeds, fruit, beans, lentils, healthy fats, whole grains, like brown rice, brown rice, and quinoa. 
or have eyes, <laughs> and I'm talking animal protein, so like chicken, fish, seafood, and I eat them on a daily basis because they are the foods that truly nourish my body and sustain my energy throughout the day. Foods that my body is looking for so that it can rebuild and restore itself. So where did it come from? This is the question that I want you to ask yourself every time you eat something. You'll want to eat foods in their natural form. So they haven't been processed, broken down, or changed in any way. So think about a piece of turkey versus turkey lunch meat, which is really processed, or a baked sweet potato versus sweet potato chips, or a crispy, crunchy apple versus apple juice. When you eat processed foods, your body doesn't have to do anything to break it down. Once they get into your stomach, they go rushing into your gut and instantly makes your blood sugar spike up. Whereas with whole foods, your stomach has to work harder to break them down. So they are absorbed much slower and you don't get such a high spike. And that's what we want. We want a smooth, gradual rise in blood sugar that doesn't go too high and then falls gradually, not a quick drop which will make us tired and want to put our head down on our desk after lunch. We want a smooth rise and we want a smooth fall. And this is how we keep our energy high. The other great thing about whole foods is the fiber. As far as beating diabetes goes, fiber is your superpower because it really slows the absorption of foods, preventing those blood sugar spikes. It also defends against fat gain because it makes you feel full and decreases your cravings. And it's so good for the health of your gut. It feeds your good gut bacteria, which ultimately help with stabilizing your blood sugar. And I could go on all day talking about gut health and diabetes, but just know a healthy gut gut is absolutely critical to transforming your health. So please just trust me on that. So with all of the whole foods, you know, they come with the vitamins and minerals and micronutrients, which are the building blocks for keeping our bodies functioning well as we age. We need total nourishment as we are transitioning into our 50s, 60s and beyond. If you want, you know, better health, stronger bones and muscle mass, right? Which we need as we age, then eat more whole foods. If you want better skin, sustained energy and better digestion, eat more whole foods. But if you feel weak and tired all of the time, bloated and constipated and have constant cravings and other uncomfortable symptoms, it's most likely because you've reached a toxic dose of processed foods, which are filled with all of these chemicals and artificial ingredients and bad oils. How can these foods give your body what it needs? You know, your tongue might get momentary, you know, bliss from eating a bag of Doritos, but what's your body is supposed to do with that? Heal? I don't think so. Unlike whole foods, when your body receives the processed stuff, it has no idea what to do with it. So it just does the easiest thing and stores it as fat. It stores that fat in your belly, in your belly and in your liver and in your muscles, which is the origin of diabetes. So your number one priority is to just start incorporating some whole foods, right? You have to give your body what it needs to function better. I'm sure you've heard this saying, you have to get healthy to lose weight. Well, I believe that to be true. Your body is not failing you, 
right? You just have to give it what it needs to heal. And then you can loosen the reins a little bit. And once I mastered the whole food thing and lowered my blood sugar and reached my desired weight, I was like, okay, now I can start to work in some of the other stuff I like because I have built a strong foundation. So I would enjoy something on the weekend and for sure, When I go out to dinner with friends, I definitely eat what I want because I enjoy restaurants and I'm a foodie and I enjoy good food. So I go to the restaurant, I enjoy my food. And when I get up in the morning, I am right back on track and I never waver on this. Okay. So moving on principle number three, all of my meals are plant-based. And I'm not talking about becoming a vegetarian or a vegan, but eating more plants will supply your body with everything that I just talked about. So I made it a priority to get more plates on my plate at every meal. And yes, breakfast too. And even if I go out to dinner, I always make sure that I have a salad and or some other cooked veggie with it. You know, typically I'll swap out, uh, swap out the fries for a salad or something like that. So just this last week, I was craving a tuna sandwich, which I truly enjoyed. And I most definitely swapped out the chips for a salad and it was perfect. So when I look at my plate, every plate, I got to have a half a plate of veggies or have one big salad, which I do for lunch on most days. I eat a lot. I eat a live food as much as possible. And when I look down at my plate filled with beautiful, vibrant colors of this living food, I know I'm giving my body what it needs. I know I'm doing my body good. So just start working those veggie, you know, those veggies in. I find that most people eat one, maybe two cups of vegetables a day. And ideally that would be per meal. So one to two cups of veggies per meal to get the most benefit. So if you're, you know, but if you're being treated for a certain condition, medical problem, or taking certain medications, eating more veggies may not be what's best for you. So always run it by your healthcare provider first. All right, so we're gonna move on to the last principle number four, and that is that I have a no snack policy. (laughs) I know, sorry to burst your bubble. Everyone is always asking me, what snacks can I have? Tell me what snacks I can eat. And then I'm like, why do you need to snack? Because you're getting hungry? (laughs) Okay, if that's the reason, then I want to suggest that your meals aren't balanced enough, right? If you're eating a plant predominant high fiber meal with protein, whole food, carbohydrates, and healthy fats, and you're eating the right amounts to satiation or fullness, then you won't need a snack because you will be hungry, right? My clients will actually tell me that once they start eating whole foods, it's actually too much food. Can you imagine? You should be able to go from meal to meal without snacking. And let me tell you, when you can do that, right? It is so incredibly empowering, right? You will have such an incredible sense of control. When your blood sugar remains stable and there's no mid-afternoon crash, right? Uh, When you crash, you 
have this massive drop in energy and you start looking for something to give you a boost, right? When you eat, you know, satiating high fiber meals, you have sustained energy and you just feel so good that you don't need to snack. And if your body detects that it needs more energy and no food is coming in, guess where it's going to go? Straight to your fat. It's going to break down the fat to be used as fuel to create energy. If your blood sugar is high all the time, your body has no reason to tap into the fat because you're supplying it with constant fuel. But if you can have periods where, you know, no food is coming in, you will train your body to tap into the fat to get into fat burning mode more frequently. So as you start building your meals and then you find yourself hungry a few hours later, then something just isn't right, right? Maybe you don't have enough fiber or maybe you ate too much starch, right? So if you find yourself hungry between meals, then fine, right? You should eat something. But then I want you to look back at your last meal and be like, where can I make improvements so that I can make it until my next meal? And if you get home and you're really hungry, right, then you might need to have a little pre-dinner appetizer. So like a handful of nuts or some cut up veggies with hummus or homemade guacamole to tie you over. Um, You don't want to be so famished that you overeat at dinner. And along these same lines, right, make sure that you start your day off with a really well-balanced, satiating breakfast. Whenever I meet a client for the first time, I always do a quick review of their meals and breakfast is almost always high in processed carb, low protein, and low fiber foods. You know what we grew up on. So like cereal, toast, and instant oatmeal. And nowadays a breakfast sandwich or burrito. And this is not how you're going to want to start your day. Remember, you want to load up on fiber, have some protein, healthy fat, and whole food carbs such as fruit so that you can have a slow rise and fall in your blood sugar and have sustained energy, you know, so that you're comfortably full and you're not hungry a few hours later. A cereal, toast, and instant oatmeal will cause a rapid spike in your blood sugar and then it will crash and make you feel like you need coffee or a donut or something to make it through the morning. And I have to talk about breakfast smoothies real quick, which I refer to as a sugar shake because I find most people will usually put, you know, spinach or kale in it, which is good, but then they'll add a bunch of bananas, a bunch of blueberries, a bunch of strawberries and yogurt. And I hope you can see that with all of this fruit, which was just processed in the blender, is just going to rapidly enter the bloodstream and make the blood sugar shoot up then rapidly fall. So as a rule of thumb, your smoothie should have one, just one serving of fruit and then add some uh, minimally processed protein powder and some healthy fat like almond butter or avocado and way more spinach and maybe some celery for added fiber. And that's a much better breakfast smoothie. So what do I eat? And everyone always wants to know and you know, by this point, you should realize that I just eat real food. So for breakfast, I typically have one cup of fermented and raw veggies, one to two cups of cooked veggies, a piece of chicken breast or eggs, or a protein shake made with unsweetened vanilla um, coconut milk, and a quarter cup of fruit on the side. And that's it. It's pretty simple and satiating uh, and keeps me uh, full all morning. It gives me the energy that I need to start my day. 
And don't by any means think that you have to eat a breakfast like this. It took me a while to figure out what works for me. So take the time to discover what works for you. Okay, so let's do a quick review on how I approach the food, right? So I eat what I want. No food is ever off limits, but the foundation of what I eat is whole foods and my meals are plant-based. I have a strict no snack policy between meals and that includes after dinner too. It helps that my meals are so satiating that I don't even think about having a snack. And finally, I start my day with the real breakfast of champions. I just eat real food. I do hope that you found some nuggets in this podcast today and feel like you can start to implement some of this stuff. And you don't need to make all of these changes at once. And in fact, don't do that. I don't want you to overwhelm yourself. Transformation is a journey. We learn and then we implement and we keep getting a little better every day. So thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes so that you don't miss a beat. I'm just getting revved up and super excited about sharing more insights and strategies that will help you on your journey. Until next time, have a transformational day.